and welcome to episode 275, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. How you doing? Hi. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is starting to go on me. It usually does at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, I know. Oh, sleepy, up all day, working and doing the show. It's hard being a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to part one. Yeah, welcome to the podcast version of our live show that we do on Sunday nights, usually around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. There you go. Uh, don't forget, since you're listening, if you haven't, go to Facebook. Give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. All right, so uh, look, just get right to it. It's part one. We catch up on everyone's week. We find out what's sitting pretty at the top of the box office. We uh, talk a case of mistaken identity. And we find out what's hitting the new release walls for Blu-rays and video games. Yeah. And we come back. Um, I might get, get, give a little bonus news article. Oh, okay. Well, right. I, I, actually, I was, I was going to because I forgot to add something oh. during the week that I, you know, kind of mentioned. But I mentioned to you on Thursday, so that's why I kind of think I forgot about it. Was I had a dream and I wanted to share it with the people, so that way, you know. Well, would you like to share it now? Sure, why not? Uh, Sunday night, actually, it was a Sunday night. It was like after the last show we did, and uh, I had this weird dream. Um, it was so bizarre. I was like, I was dreaming that I was watching television. So that's to me. <laughs> so it's art imitating life. It's exactly right. So my dreams imitating life. And uh, basically I was watching, it looks like an old movie. It's black and white. I'm, I'm, I was guessing like 1940-ish uh, movie because it had sound. and, and, uh, and, and it, had, it was the moving pictures. It's like movie pictures. Um, and it was about a girl who was uh, slightly blind. who She couldn't see too well. And uh, she she was always shipped off to her uncle every time her family would go away or do something because they were, they were kind of wealthy and, and you know, they, well, they were up, they weren't really wealthy, but they were like upscale kind of people. And, uh, so she would always be shipped off to her uncle every time they had to go like on an adventure or a trip or something like that. She would always be stuck with the uncle and the uncle tells him as, as a little girl, there's a magic flute that he hides because it has a special thing in his heart. And it basically tells him that, it calls Mr. Platypus and Mr. Chicken. Okay. Now, little girl, you know, thinks she's going to see a platypus and a chicken, <laughs> so she's always looking for this flute. And it's it's an old movie, so you got always got to think if you if you're thinking of that old genre of, of movies, it was always a long build up till you get to the right, final right, right. meat of the of the actual movie. So it was times it would be another time she was once she's a little girl and then she's a little older, so maybe she's like six the first one, and then she's like ten or twelve in the second time, and. You know, she's a teenager, you know, at the third okay. time. So finally she gets to pretty close to being an adult. And her her uncle's now on her death, his deathbed. He's not doing well. And, and you know, she, she again, she's shipped off again to to him. And he tells her, he goes, look, the reason why you can't never find the flute because it's invisible. She's like, you dick. <laughs> so, so for, you know, a near, you know, somebody who can see too well, it's even harder to find something that's invisible. So she's she she gets frustrated and she kind of runs off and she kind of cries and she goes to a room that she's never been to before too much in her life and she trips on something and she didn't know what it was and here it was the flute the invisible flute the invisible flute right. yes so she plays a tune on this flute and here comes Mr. Platypus and Mr. Chicken. Now, it's, you figure it's going to be two animals. No, no, it's two old men. Nice suits. Oh, yeah. Mr. Platypus is my associate, Mr. Chicken. Yes, exactly <laughs> it. 
they have these nice, you know, like hats <clears> on and all, you know, like like the old forty style, very dapper forty styles. Like, yes. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm all decked out in this pinstripe suit. See, exactly. All right. So, they, she, he, they tell her anything you need, we will help you get since you now have the flu. So she's now, you know, since she's never had money on her own, she that was the first thing she asked for. She wants, I want to be rich. So they go away. And they come back with suitcases full of money, you know, not knowing where this money came from. Unexpl- you know, they, she asked. She's like, can I please have money? All right, hold on. Yeah. Okay, look, here's your money. Don't ask. Don't, don't ask no questions. We got nothing to tell. Plausible deniability. Here's two suitcases. Go about your business. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then, of course, you know, she, she has money now. And <coughs> she, 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 she kind of gets nice clothes now because they never dress her nice sure, or that kind of sure. thing. So then she turned around now she wants a house. So she she plays the flute again. You know, she plays a tune, you know, kind of thing. And they, they come back again and they go, she goes, I want like a mansion. I want a nice house. I want a, I want a beautiful home. Yeah, I'm going to have questions in this, right? Okay. So then, you know, she, she, they go out and they come back and they go, okay, come with us. We, we have now a house. Don't ask nothing. Got your house. Right. You know, so it's legally hers. She has all the paperwork. She has the deed. They, you know, they they have her sign it. What's his blood smell? I said, don't ask no questions. House is yours. You're welcome. <laughs> so now she has this house. She has nice, nice clothes, and you know she's pretty content. You know, she's she's she lives her life. You know, sure. I think she has service now because she has money. She pays servants to to take care of her, basically. So the family now are getting older and the, the brothers now, so all her older brother, she's, he's like an older man and he now wants to make amends with his sister, like sure. feeling bad. She's like, got money. She's got a house. She's somebody. Right. So he goes to her and, you know, apologizes and give her this, this monologue speech of how like her parents would, you know, treat, you know, them, you know, even on adventure, we were right. never treated right. And like what you didn't know is when we went to the Grand Canyon, our father was abusive and he drank. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> right, you know? okay. actually, actually, the way with the way it was sounding, it wasn't like that horrible like kind <laughs> no. of thing. It was like you know, like we had to drink water from the tap. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> stuff like that, like 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 mundane <coughs> stuff that like you're like really that's that's your problem. Yeah, okay, Daddy would only buy me one pair of sneakers. Yes, <laughs> one pair of tennis shoes because it wasn't sneakers back then. All right, so she so that so she's hearing the story. So she's kind of like thinking about it and and she finally she she plays the flute again and there comes mr platypus mr chicken and she goes kill my family you know start with my brother and kill my family so they do they they basically eliminate okay, as long as you ask no questions we'll take care of it now at this point she's older now like a lot of people don't know who this person is i'm going to explain it you know kind of thing. i i saw margaret hamilton now margaret hamilton played the wicked witch of the West okay. and the Wizard of Oz. So, like, you know. I'll get you, my pretty. You little dog, too. <laughs> so, like, like after a while, I was, like, thinking about it. the moral of the story is, is that if you treat somebody like crap through years and years and years, they don't want anything to do with you. They want to cut your life off. So, they basically, she ends their life. And that was pretty much the movie. So, you're like, wow, like, what a. Uh, so, it was a, uh, you finally realized that not long after? Yeah, it was pretty much like the next day that I was like, you know, yeah, you like pondering about Mr. Chicken, Mr. Platypus. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Platypus and Mr. Chicken. Oh, wait, has you Mr. Platypus? <laughs> it was always Mr. Platypus and Mr. Chicken, was it? It was in alphabetical order. It was look, always PC. Look, you, PC. Fully Pl- correct. Look, you don't understand. I'm Mr. Platypus. I come first. <laughs> then comes Mr. Chicken. 
No one asked no questions. I got questions though. Yes. Okay. So she plays the flute. The two of them show up from wherever. Mm-hmm. First thing she asks for is a bag of money. Mm-hmm. She gets a bag of money. Mm-hmm. Second thing she asks for is a house. Yes. Why didn't she use the money that she got from the first first thing to buy a house her own? Because it's, it's just a greed thing. It was just, oh, you yeah. know, and it was also a status symbol because it's like, you know, like the amount of money she she had. I, don't th- I mean, I'm only guessing sure. at this point because I'm like, it's like, I don't have every I, answer. It wasn't right, like, because it was a dream, right? right? It wasn't like a story. But here, here's the story. Here's the real question. I know you have no answer for it, but I'm just going to toss it out there because I guarantee you everybody listening to this this, this story is going to ask the same question. They're gonna, when I say it, they're going to go, exactly. She had this power to get this wisdom. Why didn't she wish for better eyesight? It it wasn't like she could, it wasn't magical in the terms oh. of things. Like Mr. Platypus, where they weren't magicians. They just did things. So what the, what they did, you don't know. Like but, you, he, they could have robbed the bank for the money. You, they could have bumped somebody off to get the house. Like you don't know like cool. what they did. Like they could be mafia people that, you know, just every time you got a favor, you just play this flute, we'll come. Okay. You know? But in a world where the magical flute is invisible, you'd think there's some sort of magic in the world. You would think so. Where she'd be like, yeah, look, um, well, just I don't like, want much. Give me my eyesight. The whole the whole time I'm <laughs> expecting a platypus and a chicken to show up <laughs> when they play this invisible flute, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and how shocked was I when I see these total bands show up? And it's my dream. <laughs> it's, my dream. <laughs> it's my dream. It could have been anything. And I'm sure that a platypus and a chicken, it's two dudes yes. in pinstripe suits and hats. <laughs> We're going, you rang? Yes. You blew flute? Magic, what do you need? Money, we got you. House, got you. Revenge, sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't so much the uh, the thing. Like I said, they never did anything magical because they always had to go away. They always, they like will come back, you know. And then they would return <laughs> with whatever they, you know, whatever the whatever the wish was. I, I, was Mr. Platt was the talker, and the Mr. Chicken was the silent one. You know what? They both had lines, actually. Okay. Yeah, they right. did. But the I, chicken, did, Mr. Chicken, didn't speak as much. Mr. Platypus did most of the talking. Mr. Chicken was the muscle. Yeah, is what he's saying. I'm in a way. Yeah, or the silent Bob to Mr. Platypus's Jay. Yes. Or Mr. Platypus is like no, 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 smoking weed, smoking weed, and then Mr. <laughs> five dollar <laughs> little man put that shit in my hand. And Mr. Platypus, Mr. Chicken is like, you know, there's a lot of fine women in the world, but none of them will cook lasagna. That kind of guy, like everything he says is very poignant, and you know. <laughs> no, he was just kind of like he. He would just agree with whatever it was. Like he wouldn't. Like and the thing, it was like then didn't matter what the request See, was. I already got their voices in my head. Don't you tell me you want some money, right? You gonna ask no questions? We'll be right back. Isn't that right, Mister Chicken? That, that's right, boss. <laughs> We're gonna get you that money. Fine. That's the thing. They didn't, they didn't. They didn't speak like mafia at all. Like, They're like, just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, just standard, like a standard two standard old men that just you would see like two grandpas. You would get off a street or something like that, like, <laughs> sitting on a park bench. Hello, you know, oh my god! You know what? I just had a vision. Um, you're a Bond fan, yeah. Diamonds are forever. Yes. The the two guys. Yes. They were a gay couple. Yes. You know, clearly, you know. Um, it could have been. It could have been your version of Mr. Platypus and Mr. Plat Chicken. It could be. Could you know? be. Yes. They were always <laughs> successful, so that was the thing. Like, I'm, I'm a, you know what? Those two were very successful, Mr. Yes. Kid and Mr. Oh. oh. See now, I'm going to have to look. You son of a bitch. It's Mr. Kid and Mr. Fitch. Mr. Huh? Finch. And I'm going to. Oh. <laughs> Here we are on the podcast you, version you, of the show. You, you bring up them. <laughs> 
she should be prepared for the names. Well, I, you're usually better than I, than I am. Well, no, it's her. my own story now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all cast and crew. I love IMDb. Come on. I know. Though, I'm, I'm almost positive the other one was Mr. Kidd. Cast. I'm, I'm uh, pretty, pretty sure. Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint. Mr. Wint. Yes. Yes. Uh, Putter Smith and was Mr. Kidd, and Bruce Glover was Mr. Wint. Yes, they were uh, jazz musicians, actually, in mm-hmm. real life. Oh, all right. That I know. That I watch a lot of documentaries. That you know. That I know. Names, no. All right. So, so the moral of the story is be nice to everybody? Well, I I, I was thinking more like, I should write this movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> should write the story and then make a script out of it and see where I can go with it and see how far I can take this. And Why not? Yeah. I mean, you won't get that cast. No, but Margaret Hamlin's long gone. Right, and, I mean... And she'd be very old at that Would point. you want to make, if you were writing the story, would you make it more modern or would you stick it, keep it in the 40s? You know, I thought about that. It's a, it's a good question. I like that question. Um, <laughs> well, you're welcome, sir. Like, <laughs> well, I just I always think like if you if you do something against the grain, like if you made it a black and white old style movie, like bringing that kind of style back, I think would be a bigger impact in today's society than like modernizing it. But modernizing it, though, on the other hand, would be kind of like you would get a better moral of the story because once you, you know, lay it out and give it a more update, like design to it and all that, you would, you, people would go, Oh, I get it. You know, like, and, and enjoy it better. Cause it's color and pretty right. and that kind of thing. But I, I, like, I, I guess this goes back to when I was in film school. Like, like there's still no. the different, <laughs> all the different aspects of, of understanding, like, well, how are movies made at certain points of error and that kind of thing. And that's the, the, the buildup was always that big thing. And it was always going to be a long exposition. It's not going to be something that's going to be done in 10 minutes, you know, just to, you know, to move it on to get to the main story right. that today's stories are giving us. They will give a, a slight background, a fast 20 minute in and then boom here's the main you got the big the bang zoom whiz stuff and then um magical flute invisible right and she starts and she gets everything she wants and next year is a high-speed chase with mr chicken and mr mr oh, sorry mr platypus mr chicken um you actually follow them and where they're getting the money exactly. rather than the mystery of, right. of where they got it because that's that was the beauty part of the movies back then was the fact is is that they didn't spell everything out for you. You had to actually like jump, uh, have logic jump basically, and, and then like logically fit it in your brain. Back yourself. in my day, our movies were black and white, and they had a moral story that was a slow buildup. Plus the fact that they really like the expense of those making those kind of right. scenes would have been so expensive that they don't want to do it. You know. Um, so you know it, it, why I did not go to film school? I am a film watcher. I, I would think black and white would be more. Um, poignant because mm-hmm. people won't be you would be focusing more on the words that are being spoken rather than the visual aspect like yeah. ooh it's such a pretty setting and look at the cinematography where it's like you know it's all black and white it's all the same color palette so you're kind of more the words mean more right. than the actual right. you know very good yeah. very good very, very stupid observation thank you like I said, I am an avid film watcher, so I mean, I have picked up a couple things here and there. <laughs> here and there, yeah. You know, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. 
Because <laughs> that's basically what film school was watching a lot of movies. Is basically right. what it was. It's just and then Getting they graded would, on it, and and, you're, yeah, and then they explain this or why is this this way, and then that kind of thing and design and. Okay, well, I got a question about yeah, that. Yeah, and we never really talked about it. So, was there ever a wrong answer in that class? Yes. Really? Yes. Like if you watch a movie and and then you and you interpret a scene a certain way, did your teacher ever go, "No, you're wrong"? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't that you were wrong. It was the fact that the the that wasn't the interpretation that they were going for. Back in the forties and fifties, there was one interpretation, and that was it. There wasn't well, a nice, like that for you. it wasn't it like was a simpler time, right? And, and it was it was all like literally black and white. You're like that's the, the way it was. <laughs> like I think. And you, movies had to have a happy ending. That was the, the sure. big thing, especially in the fifties. That was the huge, right? Depression era movies, right? Be like, hey, you know, we, with the bad guy can't get away or win, right. and that kind of thing. So that was always the design of it. And again and again, when 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 you see the interpretation, they all often question was is the fact is is that why why can't the bad guy win? Why can't you know like? something happened where it's like something can get away and, and you know, it's he's a morally good guy, but he's doing bad things. He was like, like a lot of, uh, especially yeah. painting mobsters, you know, right. always painting them in a positive light because back in the day when mafia uh, were on film, it was the fact is, is that they were presented as good people because they were helping right. the less, the, the downtrodden. Robin Hoods. Yes, exactly. And they, it was just because the law was the law, and that's the way it was. You have to have happening where they're the bad guys, and they have to be brought to justice. Right. Period. And that was it. So the they everybody had a modern take on old movies, and that was the the, the hard part of letting go. Was the fact is is that you you they a lot of people like there's movies out there now that evil wins sometimes. Sure. Not a lot, but it does. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's one movie. You know, there was a horror movie. There was a truck driving movie in the seventies where the where this it, nobody saw that the driver. He would always run down people. Was it um um, um was it Maximum um the Stephen King book with the the uh, we call the Green Goblin on the front? Maximum Overdrive. Uh, I don't think it was or was a, it called Drive, where it was a guy being chased by a uh, Mack truck across the desert. Uh, I don't know if it was that one either. I'm trying to. I can't remember the name of the title oh, of it. All right. But basically, the truck gets away. Oh, never, okay. never, never, never gets caught. Never, you know. They this guy just runs people down. You never see his face. You don't know who it is. He picks random people, and it's like a day of a life of those people. And then all of a sudden, he's just running them down. And <laughs> you know, and the police can never catch him. And then at the end of the movie, he just rides off into the sunset, and you <laughs> he gets away with it. Basically, all right. yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think you should write it down. Why not? Yeah. What's the worst can happen? It sits on a shelf and collects stuff. Does it? Yeah. Kind of like my DVD collection. <laughs> I mean, you won't. You guys don't know that joke yet. Yes. That's, that's You'll find you, out. That's the future. Part, the future. All right. So why don't you guys sit back and relax and enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And as always, is the lovely Stacy. All right. Welcome so, to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, so what's new? What's shaking? What's happening? What's the sitch? Actually, really nothing too much this week. Okay, well, thanks all for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Skin. <laughs> all right, so uh, tell me about it. <laughs> Actually, uh, well, the only thing the only thing extra I did was I, uh, we watched uh, the uh, Kingsman. The original, <laughs> not the new one. The original... 
Uh, my wife never saw it, so uh, Saturday night we both watched it and uh, enjoyed it. So it was a good movie. <laughs> I, I laughed and cried. It became a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen it like several times, and you know, uh, yeah, it's a good go-to same. movie. So she's like, I've never seen it, and all, and I'm thinking, well, you know, it's a good, you know, she wanted to see it, so let's let's you know watch it and. Like I said, she really enjoyed it a lot. She said, you know, she's like, you don't have the sequel. I'm like, no, I don't have it yet. <laughs> so that was about it. And then, uh, of course, we had our Thursday night movie, which we'll talk about in a minute, I'm assuming. Yeah, sure. Uh, how was your week? Um, Kind of uneventful, really. Yeah. Um, We didn't really do much, did we? Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was kind of a quiet week. Um, You know, now that I'm, uh, you know, BMOC at work, you know, I have to add responsibility, Ed. Wow. Don't like that. <laughs> Try to avoid it most of my life. It's the reason why I'm, you know, jockeying a register. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not much really on my front. I'm trying to think, did I do, did we do anything nerdy? I mean, I picked up a new video game Friday, but we'll talk about that a little later on. Okay. Um, I've been doing some little, little, little gaming, little TV watching. Um, we, I think I finished a book. Wow. Yeah, that's right. As a reader, <laughs> we got ourselves a reader. It finished the, um, autobiography of William Shatner. Okay. The other night it's written by, I'm sorry, not this is the autobiography of James T. Kirk written by William, William Shatner. Shatner. I think he also has a ghost writer and it takes place through up to, um, the sixth Star Trek movie. Okay. And a little beyond. Um, I don't want to spoil too much. Because it does go through like uh, the more, like from his perspective, like kind of what happened. Not like, and this is where I did this. It's more about what was going on at the time. Right. Um, and for those people who are Star Trek fans, movie number five, not really the best movie ever. Right. <laughs> it's def- I mean, it, it has enjoyable moments, but it ain't really on the on the echelon of Star Trek. Everyone kind of goes uh, two, three, four, six. Like, <laughs> everyone kind of ignores five. And they address it in the book, right? Which I thought I won't spoil it because I'm like, if you like Star Trek and you want to see like a interesting take on the life and times of James T. Kirk, um, pick up the book. Uh, but I'll tell you when we get on we we go on break because right. I thought it was really funny. I'm looking at it, I'm going, oh, you guys are uh, that's cute. <laughs> um, but then I, as like as I finish the book, I'm like, oh well, what am I going to do now? I, I have a nook thanks mm. to you know Stacy. Was a anniversary gift. Sure. That's the anniversary. I rem- I, I bought it. I remember. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm f- filling in the audience. Um, I noticed that the guy who helped Shatner write this book wrote another one, the autobiography of Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of want to read that one. Yeah. Um, but I opted for um Armada, the guy who wrote um, Ready Player One, his right. his second book, where it's basically. Hey, I'm going to tell you about the last starfighter, except from this perspective, you know. And I'm going to use the last starfighter as a reference in the book, so that way I don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't started that one yet. I, 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 I'm like, well, after that one, I might go circle back to Star Trek and read the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard because it's supposed to touch on the Borg. And I'm like, it should be kind of interesting to see, like, maybe like a little his perspective, his perspective on everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like hmm, that might be kind of interesting because I'm sure it'll cover all the like all the all the seasons and all the movies and maybe a little beyond too. Right. Like I'll tell you the beyond part. Um. Also, like I said, I don't want to spoil it. There's like a a guest writer in the uh, Shatner 
book. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, you know, so uh, that's what I did. I read. I I've read. I, I was read. I got some reading land. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what'd you do this week, sweetheart? I didn't do anything. No. <laughs> Nothing at all. I mean, I'm still reading Harry Potter. Today, Valentine's Day is coming up, right? Mm. Sean is the most difficult person on the planet to buy a present for. Okay. Unless it's a gift card. But I don't like giving gift cards because I think it's like an easy cop-out, right? So mm. today, I probably spent like, I don't know, probably two hours going through Etsy and Amazon and Best Buy and all these other things. But he's really picky about his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like really picky. <clears throat> so I've seen like like not he'll admit that he's picky and it's still not as picky as he really is. Nice. Um so I found a <laughs> steel book of the fifth element, right? Yeah. Very fancy, very nice look, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. But you know he's picky about the way his steel books look. Yeah. So I went to Google, stole the picture of it from Google, sent it to him and was like, just wanna know what you think about this, right? So he's like, oh, this looks awesome. I'm pretty sure it's downstairs. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, are you sure? So I run downstairs. Sure as shit, it's on the fucking shelf. I'm like, there goes that fucking idea out the window. (laughs) Under the Fs, by the way. (laughs) Because it is alphabet order. (laughs) I'm like, guess I'm not going to get him that. (laughs) Um, There's a couple other things that I've seen. As much as he loves steel books, if it doesn't look a certain way, he can like do without it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not like if it's a steel book, he has to have it because that would be way easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> not the <laughs> case. Um, so I actually told him about this already, but I was going to get an edible arrangement sent to his job on Valentine's Day. All right. Which I for a few different reasons I think would be adorable. Um, so I was going to get one of the bouquets <laughs> but if you ever bought one of those before they're really really expensive yes they are very pricey super worth it sean's gotten me one for my birthday and i loved it and got to rub it into all my co-workers face like ha 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 look what my boyfriend got me <laughs> you didn't get one of these but i did <laughs> you know um right it's not really about the gifts it's like other people jealous <laughs> yes, exactly exactly he, Sean loves fruit, and I'm like, okay, well, it's Valentine's Day, so we'll do, like, cute little chocolate-covered strawberry bouquets that come with, like, a teddy bear, but they're really pricey, and Sean's money is my money, so technically he would be buying it for himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, because if I bought myself, isn't it pretty? Going to eat it right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I ended up finding one that was, like, a, it was, like, a 12 of them, and you got, like, four chocolate-covered strawberries, four, um, chocolate-covered green apples, and four chocolate-covered bananas. Mm, okay. And it's, like, a cute little box, more like something you would get a guy than, like, a fancy fucking bouquet kind of thing. So that's the thing. I, I would be, like, <laughs> Look, something really flowery. Yeah. Oh, and- it's flowery. It's got pineapple and everything. Listen. I wanted to do that too, except I don't just have seventy nine dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, know? it is pricey. It, I mean, it's it's really pricey. Even their smaller ones are still expensive yeah. for a fruit display. You can okay. buy you, you <laughs> can buy a, like a like a gallon jug of fruit cocktail. Go happy anniversary. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> It'd be cheaper. Five bucks Costco, <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of the four apples they use and the one pear, like you know. Oh my god! (laughs) The one that he got me for my birthday was a birthday one, so it had like pineapples in the shape of cupcakes that were like dipped in chocolate with sprinkles, and it is a lot of fruit that you get. Yeah, but it's not about the fruit; it's about the time that somebody had to carve it, they had to dip it, somebody had to put it in this display. Like that's why they're so expensive. How the people at the office will go, "Oh my god, you're so lucky!" Yes. (laughs) So 
I don't like spending full price on anything, right? I'm actually really, really cheap. So mm-hmm. I go to Retail Me Not to get a ton of coupon codes for everything right. that I buy. So I go and I get one that's like 20% off. And I'm like, fuck yeah, because this is edible arrangement. It's expensive as shit. So I order it and I get like the, I had to Google the zip code to his job because I only know our zip code because I don't know zip codes up here like that. (laughs) So I Google it and I get everything I'll put in and all the information's in. Then it's like, okay, when's your scheduled delivery? Valentine's Day is a Wednesday. Mm. Sean does not fucking work on Wednesdays. So I was like, fuck. (laughs) So I was like, fuck it. I'll just, he can have it on Tuesday. He's not a child. It's a day before. It's fine, right? Yeah. So I go. Edible Arrangements is not doing any deliveries on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of Valentine's Day. So I was wow. like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just not going to get him anything at all <laughs> because this is just too much work. I'm going to buy myself a pack of cigarettes instead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite pricey these days. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is. I mean, it's pricey as Edible Arrangements, but it's up there. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I just won't get him anything. So that's all I did was try to... To buy him a present when it's really the most difficult thing ever to do. <laughs> I have no response to that. I can't. It's not even like I can even argue. Go well. She's she's being over exaggerating for the you know the show. And she's kind of on point. I, I, I can't. Yes. You know, like when I lived in Texas and holidays would come up, Sean would get something shipped to me for my birthday or Christmas yeah. or anniversary, Valentine's Day, blah blah blah. But see, I was a smart person. Every time I seen something on Facebook or Etsy or Amazon that I liked, I would send him a link and be like, hey, I think that's cool. So he had like a running folder on his computer of shit that Stacy likes. Yeah. So anytime a holiday comes up, just go to that folder and pick an item. I sent it to you so you know that I like it, right? He doesn't do that to me, though. So I just have to, of like my own accord, try to find something. I can't buy him shirts because he's really picky about what his shirts look like. I can't buy him movies because he owns everything under the fucking sun. <laughs> I, I I got I. It's your honor, very difficult. Your honor, I plead the fifth. <laughs> like I, I, I mean, like I told her, I'm like, well, I don't really have a lot of Marvel comic T-shirts, and she goes, that's fine. Why don't you give me a list? Right. Of, show me pictures of the ones you want, so I get an idea of what you like. I'm like, ah, does it have Spider-Man on it? Like. Uh, <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, wait. Flag on the play, though. Okay, I didn't because say like it, it could have Spider Man and all on it all day long. But if Spidey's suit colors aren't right, or if like the position that he's in isn't pleasing to his eye, he'll wear it. And Sean will always be grateful of anything that I ever give him. Right for Valentine's Day the last few years, I've like made him something or cute little things that I've got in him that he couldn't buy. It was more like a, a DIY very kind of thing, very artsy. Right. But he ends up getting stuck on a fucking shelf and collecting dust. <laughs> So I wanted to get him something that he could get some fucking use out of <laughs> just a little bit. Even mm. a movie, he'll watch it one time, and then it'll go on his shelf and collect dust, right? But at least one time, he'll be able to do something with it. I mean, I went all over. The- I was on Etsy. I was on Pinterest. I was on Amazon. I was on Best Buy's website. Like two hours today of my life. That's all I did was try to find him something for Valentine's Day. And then I was like, fuck you. I'm just going to buy myself a pack of cigarettes instead. Here's a lollipop. <laughs> like, mm, it's the best lollipop ever. I'm just gonna put this on the shelf <laughs> so I can admire it. And maybe one day I'll have it. And old numbers are like ten years later. <sighs> mm. Oh, I don't even like this flavor. <laughs> but she gave it to me as a gift, so I'll pretend like, oh no, I, I love strawberry bubble gum apple flavor. Um, um, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, there's oh, there's chocolate inside too. Thanks. It's <laughs> 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 the most difficult. And then so while she was doing that, I was working. No, right. you know, um, I gotta bring home the bacon for me to spend. That's right. <laughs> On you. <laughs> and that's why I make it so so difficult, so she never spends the money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I totally believe that. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, actually, really easy to buy for. Her. Be like, nah, I can whatever you want. I'll, I'll love it all. But no, not not. And Deep's like, no. If I tell her she's going to buy everything. <laughs> and I'm going to have nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, babe, I'm going to go to work. Okay, well, here's your money for lunch. <laughs> <And> like, uh... <laughs> uh, let's see. So then, most of the week was kind of tied up with work, but then we came over Thursday night to watch a movie. Yes. At first, it was we came over and we weren't sure we were going to watch. Right. And <laughs> last week's movie, um, last week you mentioned you never saw In Time. Yes. So we started watching In Time. Yes. I went to the bathroom. He had I, a phone call. I, I, was I got a so phone I was, call I was from like, Mark. I'm trying to pause this because I'm thinking, you know, like, I've, in my mind, nobody's seen this movie. So I'm like, well, let me pause this. And you both go, no, we saw it. Like, go ahead. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, let's let's see a movie that none of us seen. So that way we can talk about it on the show. And Well, I mean, we could talk about We could talk about In Time. For those people who don't know, In Time stars Justin Timberlake and Amanda Siegfried. Seyfried, I think it is. And it's, hey, we live in a world where time is, is a currency. Mm-hmm. Okay, and don't say too I'm much. Not, Ed still didn't I'm not. It. I'm going to give him up to the part where, you know, he saw. And then, you know. <laughs> they lived to like 25, I think it was the. the yeah, age. like you get 21. Is it 21? Stop aging at 25. Right. And then you start, you know, your time's ticking. You got this little, like, eye Walk watch. On, your, on yeah. your wrist, you know, like almost like it looks like a. a like a digital, a, clock. a digital clock on your on your on your wrist itself, so everybody keeps looking at their wrist to see how much time they have left. Like, yeah, very Logan's Runish kind of. Yeah, you know, and then something happens, and Justin Timberlake, you know, gets a whole bunch of time, and it's what's he going to do with it? And that's where the mystery ends because that's where we stop the movie. Because <laughs> I come walking and going, "Well, you gotta keep going." I was seeing it. You no, know, apparently, so did Stacy. Like, <laughs> well, so it's a big deal. We've seen movies before. No, I want something different. No, okay. It's just, it just to me, it was like, wait, you both saw this movie? It's like, like, it, like, it, it, like I say, that shroud of like, didn't know because I figured neither one of you seen this movie. <laughs> I'm like, great. You know, like I bought a movie that none of us seen. This is going to be an awesome kind of night. And then it's like, no, we both saw it. It's like. <laughs> it is a good it's movie. It's a good though. movie. So that's why it wasn't like, oh, we got to watch that. Ugh, uh, that so there, sucks. There, there, is, there is movies that like, like. We haven't seen, and you saw it, and you're like, no, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> there are certain movies they'd be like, look, I, 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 no, please don't make me see Titanic. Like, <laughs> seen it three times. It's nine hours out of my life. I'm not getting back. I, I can't see it again. <laughs> if I hear that, if I hear a flute, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear King of the World, I, I, I go off. <laughs> So, was, we, did we, so we just switched the movie to Bright, which is a Netflix original movie with Will Smith, starring Will Smith in it. Right. And uh, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it's basically Will Smith, Land of Orcs, uh, fairies, magic, evolves with us for some reason. Okay. And uh, uh, there's a big fight over a magic wand. Um I, I, what? You're just being real vague and leaving a whole lot of stuff out. That's all right. Well, 
Okay, go ahead. Basically, Will Smith is a police officer, and there's orcs and elves, and yes, there's fairies, but they're not like a human race. It's that they're like bugs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the orcs are play more of like the um, lower class gangster. They're in like L.A., so they're like the gangsters of the town, and then the elves are like the really, really rich ones. Well, an orc gets on the police force for like the very first time with Will Smith. So that's like the big story, and then the fight over the wand comes into play. But the really the whole thing revolves around him being on the police force. There's definitely like um, some might say that there is some parallel between our society. It's like a, a almost a, you could say it's very political mm-hmm. in the way it portrays orcs and humans and elves. Right. Yeah. You because know, it's elves are very like, hey, we live in Beverly Hills, but everything's you know. Uh, Elfish, you know, <laughs> where orcs are kind of like the the lower, lower class. They're mm. treated like crap. Um, and then there's everything in between. Humanity in between. Right. So uh, I, I enjoyed it. I don't really. I go into a movie and I go, OK, are you going to transport me into a world where I can, you know, lose myself into? Yeah, sure. It, it did its job. I, you know, it's a Will Smith movie. Yeah, got Will Smith. Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, What did you think of it, sweetheart? It was just okay for me. Like, it didn't blow my mind. I didn't hate it. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Um, if they were to come out with a sequel and, like, there was nothing and I was scrolling Netflix, I'd be like, eh, okay. I mean, it's Netflix, so you didn't pay for it anyways. Well, I mean, you pay 15 bucks a month. Yeah, but you didn't pay for the movie. It's not like you right. went out to the theaters to go see that. Right, like with all the content, three of us, we basically paid five bucks each to see that movie. Right. Over a month's time. Yeah. So you would have to divide that 15 into all those days. Right. Like you really paid like, what, 20 cents for it if that's, that. That's a good point. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know? See. I mean, at that point, you can't even buy a pack of bubblegum for that. So, like, let's, it's not that bad. If I would have went to the theaters and paid to see that, I don't know if I would feel the same way. Yeah, I think, I'd be a little bit more upset. I think this month the three of us saw Bright for forty-eight cents. There you go. <laughs> I'd say I wasn't that off. Yeah, I went fifteen divided by how many days in the month? Yay, the guys! I did math. <laughs> um, so it was just okay for me, right? You know, like I didn't, I didn't really need the politicalness of it, you right? Know? Like, movies do too much of that these days. Like, to me, you're in a movie, you want to kind of escape what everything's going on right. in, like, the real world. You didn't get to do that with this. And it, I love Will Smith as an actor, but it really was kind of hard to get into him being whatever character. I don't even remember the character's name who he was, because in my head, it was Will Smith. Ah, uh, right, Ward. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't pull away from only seeing him. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Um, but, I mean... I enjoyed it. There's a magic aspect to it. So me personally, I felt some type of way because I'm nuts deep in Harry Potter right now. So they do like a couple different spells. I'm like, nah, that's not that spell because in my head, it's Harry Potter. You right. know what I mean? Um, but like overall, it wasn't, some people are like bashing it. I wouldn't bash it, but I wouldn't be like, oh my God, if this comes out at Best Buy, I gotta have that. You right. Know, it's, if it goes off Netflix, I'm like, oh, okay, well next. Right. You know, it, would, it wouldn't bother me. Ed, what'd you think? Um, you know, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, we was, have seen worse. You know, we've seen a lot worse. And I don't think it was the greatest movie I've ever seen. It was like an average movie. There were some things that there was there was two things that kind of bothered me in the movie is is that 
you didn't get an explanation of what happened. You just threw you into this world, and yeah. you, like you have to kind of follow along. And I'm like, I feel like I'm a little behind, like watching it, like trying to catch up on everything. And then some of the makeup, I don't think was impressive enough. The amount of money they spent on this, because right. you said they spent a lot. Right. Of money. I don't know how much the, the, the how much they spent, but. As far as like some of the elves, I'm like, wow, that was a really bad job. Like, they... no, they just put ears on them. <laughs> yeah, and That's like, it. yeah. And the orcs' makeup was face paint. Um, I would say with the elves, they kind of not only did they put um, ears on, but they also kind of, I would say, for lack of a better term, photoshopped any wrinkles off of their face. Yeah. That can be done with contouring makeup, though. Right, you're right, you're right. Um, like Angelina Jolie and Maleficent, I know she had some prosthetics for right. her cheekbones, but a lot of that was makeup contouring to, right. to give that sunken in cheekbone look which could be compared to like an elf's it's my chair oh, okay could be compared to like an elf's cheekbones you right. know it's very yeah angular <laughs> angular there you go i'm making this stupid face trying to figure out the right word she's doing a visual thing and i'm like radio <laughs> i couldn't think of the word um and then like some of the works they had prosthetics on them and they looked you could tell it was like a costume kind of fakeness like watching face off now on, on sci-fi like, <laughs> you kind of you kind of see now like how things are oh, done right, and you go wow that looks so terrible you know like kind of thing like yeah i don't know like i, I would be like one of the judges like it just doesn't emote emotion enough I, for this character or this is camera ready this could be used in a film right now i've seen nine seasons of a show called face off i am an expert and i can think i could see the seams where your <laughs> nose is touching your skin, and those fake teeth, those they, they tusks, move when they you move talk, when and you they talk, move. they shouldn't move at all. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, it's like, here, we just throw a mask on, and we'll just, <laughs> ooh, you'll be a bit player in the back, and he's the one guy that stands out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the extra that stands out the back. You go, I don't know, dog. I just, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. <laughs> just you were a little pitchy there. <laughs> your contouring wasn't perfect, but. You know what? On a scale of like one to five, I'll give you about a three and a half dog. <laughs> Pound it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, I think it. I think it just happened ironically that our second lead character, who played the orc, had his teeth filed. Yes, because I think it was easier for him to talk, and I was like, "We'll just write this in here so he doesn't have to wear the teeth." Yeah. Like, you know, everybody <laughs> else is kind of talking like this. <laughs> the teeth all sticking out. They yeah. look like bulldogs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dirty bulldogs. It was like a black and white kind of motif that they all had. You know? Yeah, it was like, a little bit of blue. Kind of reminded me of Alien Nation versus uh, Training Day. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you nailed it perfectly. <laughs> that was the perfect comparison. <laughs> Al- Alien Nation. For those people who don't know, it's it's a movie, and also it became a TV show. It did where it was an alien spaceship crashes on the Earth. And they were a slave race, mm-hmm. and that they acclimated themselves into Earth and humanity, but they were still treated like slaves in a way. Yes. And a typical story: one was a cop. Yes. And then he was partnered with like a a, 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 a cop, a human who no one really wanted to work with anyway. And they always kind of gave him shit. Holy shit! Now that I'm talking about it, <laughs> fuck, it is alienation. <laughs> Instead of, instead of uh, aliens, it's, it's orcs. orcs, magic people, and uh, you know, in the it's movie, mythical the creatures. Movie was great. The TV show was great. Um, all right, so that gives me a reason why I like Bright. It was like <laughs> it subconsciously reminded me of Alienation. <laughs> like, hey, you! I got 
duped. <laughs> but they are making Break 2, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Break 2 Electric Boogaloo. That's right. It's the, we call it the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> so uh, now Stacy and I did not go to the movies this week. Um, did you go to the theater? No, I did not. Unfortunately, okay. you know, I, I, you know, it's it for me. It has to be a movie that it's like, oh, I, I have to see this movie, right? You know, and then my wife w- wants to see movies. I'm like, let's go, and she's like, nah, she changes her mind last minute. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, what do you want? She's right. a girl. We do, we do that, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> but let's see what top five movies we have. Let's. Number five was the number four movie of last week, The Post. It made four or eight point eight million over the weekend and fifty eight point five over the. F- Six weeks of release with a $50 million budget. Making a profit. Oh, yeah. Oscar buzz. Uh, number four was the number five movie of last week's so one up. The Greatest Showman. It made $9.5 million over the weekend and 126.4 overall in the six weeks of release with an $84 million budget. So that's All right. somewhat well. Uh, number three was a number 23 movie of last week. Uh, it sounds like it hit a wide release. What yeah, was it? Hostiles. It made ten point two million over the weekend and twelve point or twelve million over the six weeks of release, and I have no budget on that one. Um, let me see, Hostiles. Yes, Hostiles. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a Scott Shepard, Roseman Pike, and uh, what do you call it? Um, Wesley Quaid, Lucy Quaid, Sylvie Quaid. Oh, it's a. Uh, uh, Christian Bale's in it too. Okay, it is a true story of Molly Bloom. Oh no, that's not it. <laughs> in, 19, in 1892, a legendary army captain, captain reluctantly agrees to escort a Cheyenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. Um, I heard it's good. I heard it's like if people on on television, it's like oh, the best western since Unforgiven. Yeah, and I'm like whoa, 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 slow down. Is it better than Silverado? Is what I want to know because I love <laughs> Silverado. What is it better than Tombstone? Because I know it'll be my Huckleberry. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> you know, um, there's some lot of great westerns. That you sure, get a against, but yeah, I don't know. But I, I hear what's good. It must have had limited run, so that it could be like the Oscar buzz. Mm. And now that it, you know, probably did pretty well, they're like, oh. Now we're gonna shove it down everyone's throat, right, right? But apparently, people like it, so it went from twenty six to what? 23 to 3. Wow. So went up 20 points. Climbing up the charts. uh, 20 spots this week is Hostiles. And now for some more fat beats by Ed. Number two was the number one movie of last week. It dropped one beat. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. It made $16.4 million over the weekend and $338 million in the six weeks release with a $90 million budget. Wow. So that's a hit. Wow. Jeez. And it just slipped to number two. That's right. What was the number one movie? Ed? Number one movie was a number new one. release, Maze Runner: Dead Death Cure. It made twenty three point five million with the weekend gross, and that's a total gross with a sixty two million dollar budget. Wow, so it's got a little time, a little work to do. Um, <clears throat> have you seen any of the Maze Runner no. movies? It's really good. Is it? Like I kind of well, first I had a, I, I want to say, um, the guy who plays in the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. Get his his real name because I always got him confused with somebody else. Uh, his Danny Bonacci. No. <laughs> um, Shut up. Would you like to fill the audience in? Fuck off, Ed. <laughs> For some reason, 
<laughs> when she was <laughs> okay, I, mean, yeah, okay. I can laugh too hard. Last week we were talking about Danny McBride doing a commercial for a Crocodile Dundee Jr. movie. Yes. Now Danny McBride has been in a bunch of movies. Yes. Um, and TV shows. And TV shows: Tropic Thunder, Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals. Um, he also has the Mountain Dew commercial where mm-hmm. he's just, just drinking and laughing for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Well, but the he's first, in it. first one is because it's it's Dale Hart, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Right, and he's, he's like, I'm taking place, over because yeah. he's retired. Okay, and he's like I'm the new guy. Like I'm it. You know, okay, that it has that catchy little nothing can stop me. I'm nothing can up. stop me. I'm on my way up. I'm yeah. on my way. yeah. And but he doesn't say anything, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so now I show you the trailer last week. Stacy has no interest. Right now, her one of her favorite TV shows is with him in it. Eastbound and Down. Love Eastbound and Down. Now. I want you to put a pin in that, folks, because I want you to pay really, really close attention to this. She completely ignores the fact that he's in doing this, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe she's not, you know, maybe she's not that much of a fan. We start talking about it like the next day. She thinks I'm talking about someone completely different. Mm-hmm. She's like, and for an hour, she was like, no, the guy's got red hair. He used to be real skinny, then he got real buff, and then. He, you know, he had a drug problem. Yeah, a drug problem. He used to say too much. I'm like, that could be anybody. Yeah. I'm like, that's not Carrot Top. Like, you know, <laughs> big, muscular, redhead that's, who used to be skinny. First person I think of, Carrot Top. Yes, right? yes. Your go-to. No. Right, right? <laughs> Your go-to. That's my go-to, Carrot Top, right? <laughs> <laughs> not that. She's like, no, he did this. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. So she's Googling everything. Like, you know, redhead, redhead with drug problems. And then apparently it was a long list. Yeah, right? Like, you can't, <laughs> folks, take some tips. Don't look actor with drug issues because the list is long. Go figure, right? <laughs> or actors who've been in rehab. Again, long list. <laughs> Redheaded actors who've been in rehab. Still a long list. Kind of about third. You know, so she's like, she finally nails it down to redheaded actor used to do steroids. I don't know. So some super vague. When I Google, I Google everything. Yeah. So sometimes I'll Google like really specific stuff and I'll find the answer real fast. Right. Sometimes I'll Google really vague stuff and it takes me a while, but I always end up finding the answer because I just. <laughs> you always stop. find the truth. I always find the truth. So I'm scrolling. You know how like if you get to Google some. I always say if you have to go past page one, search for something else. Yeah. Right? If you shouldn't have to go to the next page on Google, it means you type the wrong thing in. I get to like page four, okay? Mm. Finally, right there is Danny Bonaduce. And I'm like, oh, this is him. And I show Sean, and he's like, that's who the fuck you're talking about? Casey? She mistook Danny McBride <laughs> for Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> now, first of all, right now, Danny Bonaduce is thankful that his name is mentioned more times in one week than it has in, like, the last five years. <laughs> All right? All right? Longer. <laughs> so she's like, Danny Bonaduce. At first, I'm like, how do you even know that name? Because he was in the Partridge family, and he was also had the Breaking Bonaduce television show. Right. He, in Philadelphia, he was uh, trying to be a shock jock here for a while. He was DJ for a while, yeah, in the morning show. <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, Danny McBride, the guy... From the Mountain Dew commercials. And she's like, oh, I thought you meant this guy. And I'm like, what's his character's name in uh, East Bandit Down? Uh, Kenny Powers. That's how she'll always... Danny McBride walk in and she'll be like, oh, it's Kenny Powers. It, I, 
he doesn't look like Danny uh, Danny McBride. You know, yeah. sometimes you see somebody's face and you find out what their name is, and you're like, that just doesn't fit you very well. Right? Yeah. I've watched so much Eastbound. It's a phenomenal TV show, but it'll make you hate Danny McBride, who <laughs> I, who forever and ever, I'm like, oh, look, Kenny Powers. I do. <laughs> you know, like some people see Daniel Ratcliffe, and he's just Harry Potter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, no matter how, no no matter how old he is. No matter movies he does. He will always be here. For Danny McBride, he's just Kenny Powers for me. Like, yeah. there, there is, I don't, for whatever reason, in my head, Danny McBride, he's a redhead. So, like, McBride, to me, is like an Irish name. I could be super <laughs> stereotypical on this, okay? I right. will admit my faults. But in my head, the name Danny McBride fits Danny Bonaduce, not <laughs> Danny McBride. <laughs> so anytime someone says the name Danny McBride, my brain does not show me an image of Kenny Powers. My brain shows me an image of Danny Bonaduce. Which, and, which surprises the shit out of me. I'm like, how do you even know what he looks like? I don't that's, know. That's what I said. And she's like the same thing. I don't know. I don't and I'm know. like, like that, is, that is so far-fetched. <laughs> like, I'm like, you had to have seen him somewhere. I like, don't know. Watch something with him in it. And though, that's Danny McBride. I heard that's Danny Bonaduce. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I was like... Wow. Now, the reason why we went through this whole long explanation and why Ed did that joke was because The Maze Runner stars uh, Dylan O'Brien yes. as a lead character. Now, he recently um, got into an accident. They had to stop production. He got hurt on the set of this movie doing oh, a stunt. Okay. And they had to postpone the movie for a little while so he can heal, heal up. Mm-hmm. But I always thought the reason why I was interested in this movie is because I thought he was the kid in Percy Jackson. Okay, gotcha. Who is Logan Lerman, by the way. Right. See, so you mix people up, too. I completely did. But I was like, oh, I like the Percy Jackson movies, so I'll probably (laughs) like the Maze Runner movies, too. So I pop it on, and throughout the whole movie, I'm in my head, I'm going, that kid's really good. Like, he's he's pretty decent (laughs) an actor. And then I come to find out that, you know, it wasn't until, like, the third movie (laughs) when I heard he got into accent. I was like, oh, no. And then they never much met some Percy Jackson movies. I'm like. Who's the kid who played Percy Jackson? Because I like that kid. Like, I thought that's the kid who should, should have been in, who played Billy Batson in Shazam. Yeah. He looks like very clean-cut, Americana kind of kid. Yes. I was like, well, who the fuck's, who the fuck's uh, in Maze Runner? And I'm like, oh, it's it's Dylan O'Brien. Like, <laughs> looks, <laughs> And they look similar. I just, yeah, like, <laughs> see? Like, I, 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 I can only see, like, a little bit over the microphone uh, stand that you have. In front, but they they look very similar. <laughs> you could interchange those. Two. I was like, all right, so they're not big enough actors really to spell <laughs> right. their names, like, you know. But, but Danny McBride, you could have hired you could have hired Logan Lerman to fill in for Danny Mc, Dan, Dylan McBride O'Brien while he was healing up. Yes, and yeah, I never would have noticed. noticed. But I also mix up. Tom Selleck and Bob Saget also, who look nothing alike. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't understand that one either. Like, All the time. Okay. I, 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 I love her dearly. When she mixes up something, man, it's like a home run all the time. Like Bob Saget, skinny comedian, Full House. Tom Selleck, mustache, Magnum PI, almost Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now he's in Blue Bloods as a cop. I think it's the Saget and the Selleck. Sure. You know, like in my brain, they kind of sound the same. Saget, Selleck, you know, they kind of sound yeah. the same. So I think it's the last names that <coughs> Bob, Tom, you know, like it's, All right, it's okay. simple. I, sure. I, it's never their faces that I mix up. It's always <laughs> something. Your name's not. That doesn't sound but like What's that. funny what is, is that she can't <laughs> picture Bob Saget's face or Tom Selleck's face. 
But Danny Bonaducci's plastered right <laughs> in her head for whatever reason. <laughs> whatever reason. It's just like right there, hidden away in the back somewhere. Hello, it's me, Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> my favorite memory is Dan- Danny McBride. <laughs> I've never even seen the Partridge family. Because Sean's like, Stacey, he was in the Partridge family. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what that is. The minute I would have been like, babe, he was the red-headed kid in the Partridge family. He would have known exactly who I was talking about. Right. It wouldn't have taken us an hour. I've never fucking seen the Partridge family. <laughs> I didn't even know that's who that was. I had no clue that this big dude who's like a, a drug or is or was or who knows these days because what's he even really doing? Apparently, he should send me a check because I've been talking about him for a week. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> what, uh, is Danny uh, what is Danny uh, Bonaduce uh, 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 up to right now? Well, let's the see. The new segment of our show. What is Danny Bonaduce <laughs> doing this week? If if you if you hear from him, tell him we said hi and tell him we're talking about him. Um, let's see. You're welcome. Um, DannyBonaduce.net mourns the loss of David Cassidy. I'm, I'm on DannyBonaduce.net, by the way. It's his website. Because it's dot net. Because uh, already somebody has DannyBonaduce.com. All the news about Danny that's safe to print. No fake news. <laughs> um, I just want to say that this is uh, no fake news, right? Must be timely because the feature post was July 3rd, 2007. Wow. <laughs> so he was ahead again with no fake he news. He coined the phrase <laughs> fake news. No fake news. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. No, here's November 28th, 2017. January 17th, 2018. Really? DVD review Girlfriends, the complete series. Um, <laughs> That's the last person I think would have reviewed Girlfriends. Uh, it's by Joe Corey, so I'm guessing he runs it. But okay. uh, what's that got to do with Danny Bonaduce? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, you're confusing me now. Yeah, yeah really. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Boy, he did. Danny Bonaduce talks about death of David Cassidy. Credits Partridge family brother for changing his life. But I don't, who knows what he's doing now? Like, <laughs> everybody know what he's doing? Uh, no, <laughs> he's panhandling. He's on a corner somewhere. You looking up? What's well, what is Danny Bonaduce now? It was actually the, I started typing that in. Apparently, other people are searching <laughs> that as well. That wow. is the top search when I started. What is Danny doing? Before I got the Bonaduce. It, it was the first thing on the list. See, somebody cares. It's probably everybody that's listening to the show typed in what's <laughs> so First of all, what is Danny Bonaduce doing so they can play along at home? <laughs> Danny Bonaduce going, why am I streaming? <laughs> like, Wait, I'm alive. No one thinks I'm dead, do they? I got I to gotta do something. No, no, it's just this show in, in Philadelphia it's called Geeksters. It's, and they really didn't even care about you. They mixed you up with somebody else. Yeah, they were really, they were talking about Danny McBride and got you confused. And now they fell down a well and now you're, you're, you're trending. <laughs> That's great. I love Philly. I used to work there. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Did they say anything mean about me? Not really. They just don't, they they knew you were alive. He returned to radio. Oh, he did. Joined the crew of the Adam Carolla Show in Los Angeles at KLSXFM. So he's working on the crew of Adam Carolla Show? Yep. Wow. Good for you, Danny. Yeah. Now we know what Danny Prodigy is doing. <laughs> Let us move on. <laughs> yes. What are we moving on to? What's coming out this week on uh, Blu-ray and DVD? Well, I am really interested, Ed. So yeah. why don't you tell us what's coming out? Professor 
Marston and the Wonder Women is coming out this week on Ultraviolet Blu-ray and DVD. Totally yeah. buying that one. All right. It's the story about the guy who created Wonder Woman and him and his wife and his sister wife. He was very uh, progressive in the art of... Uh, we've talked about all yeah. of this before, I know. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Tyler Perry's A Boo to Medea's Halloween is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> One was on TV yesterday. It was uh, Medea's Witness Protection. <laughs> and and it was on mute. And every once in a while, I could look over because Stacey and I were talking. TV's on mute. And every once in a while, I would look over and go... Which one is that? Like, she's got like he's got like seven thousand of them. It's you know, <laughs> and then he finally saw him out of the makeup. I'm like, oh, he also stars in it outside of being as Medea. And she's like, no, he plays like his whole family. I'm like, oh, okay. And now I know it's it's like the clumps except funnier. <laughs> Apparently, I think Medea's hysterical. <laughs> okay, what else is coming out, Ed? Uh, the class of 1999 is coming out on Blu-ray. It's an old movie. It's a very old movie. It's yeah. uh, um, uh, let's see, what year was it? It was, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Damn. Good, Ed. Uh, it's robots who have been programmed to teach and discipline students in a violence-prone school turn homicidal, and the students must fight back to save their lives. Yeah, I think uh, it's an old eighties movie. It's an old eighties movie. That's why. I, it was one of those, like, I was trying to find out when the year was made to see, like, what did they think 1999 is going to be like? <laughs> and it was supposed to be robot teachers who were programmed to kill students who disobey. Little did they know, it, it's it's not as close to that, but everyone's face is, you know, it's just like, hey. <laughs> they it, they didn't party like it was 1999, I can tell you that. Right. I saw right. that movie. <laughs> okay, what else? Uh, Gothic's also coming out on Blu-ray as well. I never saw that movie. Did you? No, but it's a collector's edition, so. Oh, so you figured, oh, oh. shit, Sean must want to know. <laughs> um, all right. Another collector's edition, Cyborg, is coming out. That's a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme is Cyborg. All right, what else? Uh, Ray Donovan, the fifth season, is coming out on DVD. Oh, okay. Power Rangers, Super Sant, whatever. Damn fucking Japanese with a goddamn word. Hey, 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 hey. Right now, it's like, that's around the eye. Insult our culture. Super Siente Sijitsu Siente Gianman. The complete series. It's coming out on DVD. <laughs> At least Enjoy. Got the last part right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Pink Panther Cartoon Collection Volume 1 is coming out on Blu-ray. Sure. Uh, Masterpiece Victoria Season 2 is coming out. The UK edition is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, that means there's be like nudity. Yeah. That's because the UK is okay with naked people on TV. That's right. So they're willing to have somebody walk by topless. Yeah, like, hey, all right, yay. And finally, Transformer Rescue Robots Outdoor Adventures coming out on DVD this week. And that's all I have for Blu-ray and DVD and television and movies. Do you have an honorable, mention, honorable mentions you'd like to add? Yeah, when, yeah, when's Gotham by Gaslight coming out? Next week. Next week? Yes. Tuesday, well, right? Not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Oh, so the the um, oh, yeah, digital right. version came out two, two weeks, weeks prior. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm like, I'm like panic. I'm like, well, Tuesday, I got to go to the store to pick up a copy. <laughs> now I don't want to wander around going, excuse me. <laughs> did you sell out a Gotham by Gaslight? Yeah, we did. You got any more? No, we're not. <laughs> 
I, you know what? Here's what I'll, I'll let me make a couple phone calls, and if you come back next Tuesday, I might have something for you. <laughs> <laughs> really? Thanks, Mister. <laughs> Walk out. This guy's like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, so what else is coming out? That was it? That is it. Do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to add? Hey, um, Reanimator. Looks like getting a Criterion collection. Are you confirming that? Or is that... No, no, I was just getting oh. rid of some extra tabs oh, okay. I had. Sorry. You can go on. Um, that's it, really. I mean, it's it's not much, not much of uh, anything coming out. Not until next week. Yeah. Or, you know, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. All right, well, then, uh, what else? Is, what's coming out in video games, Ed? Video games. EA Sports UFC 3 Champions Edition by EA Sports is coming out for the PS4, Xbox One on Tuesday. All right. Then we have... That's the uh, people who pre-order, I think, if you uh, get it normal day. It comes yeah, through three Friday. days. Yeah, yeah. three days early. It's yeah. the EA, hey, sucker, yeah, buy it now, pre-order, and you'll get it three days early. If not, you got to wait three days to get it again. There you go. Uh, Railway Empire by Calypso Media for the PS4, Xbox One, and that's also a Tuesday release. I saw the cover of this, and I read the back. It kind of looked like... <laughs> this is gonna sound, I don't know if you ever played... Ah, um, uh, shit. What's the name of the... Ticket to Ride? Ticket to Ride. It kind of looked like a Ticket to Ride type game. Okay. Where you have to like run an empire of trains. All right. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. I'm going to call them call all Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. I'm sorry. Is reading, it? Reading God, God damn! You, sometimes you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> you just got to take over the railways, just running a business. Or I'm sorry, it's like I moved I, on. I moved on. <laughs> sorry. A well-planned route is a great place to start, but it isn't everything. <laughs> There are many factors to consider in the railroad business. Ugh. You are recognized as fulfilling the needs of your passengers and contractors have the way to put right locomotives on the right routes okay i'm gonna say if you're really good at that game maybe you should get a better job because those games are fucking impossible for me it's like the balance and schedules it's like uh, like like um xcom yeah it was hey you know what you have to do research those time management skills where or resources like hey do i put like money into my armory or do i go into research I'm never good at that. Never. And I'm like, if you're really, really good at that as, as, a, as a video game, maybe you should try to apply that to a job. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't be like, what do you do for them? I wash cars for a living, but I am a millionaire in, like, fucking Sims. Like, I, like <laughs> really? Like, when, yeah, I, no one outstops me in railroad. I'm like, well, can't you apply that to a job? Why would I want to do that? It sucks. That's boring. You're balancing a spreadsheet there, dude. <laughs> as a video game. <laughs> no, but it's it's. You know, you, did, did you take accounting in school? No. Well, that's what you're doing. Congratulations, you just got yourself a, a, a master's in it. You're now a CPA. Right now, go ah. go apply to the Pennsylvania Railroad Company, and uh, maybe if you pass go, you'll collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Alright, so what else is coming out? Uh, we got uh, Distia Final Fantasy NT Steelbook uh, Brawler Edition by Square Enix for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Uh, let me say that real quick, because I think you mispronounced that. Of course I did. I just... <laughs> um, uh, where, is where is it? Where is it? Where is it? First one, I think. First it. one? Oh, yeah, Dissidia. Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's basically a three-on-three fighting using all the characters from final, all the Final Fantasy games. Okay. 
yeah. And finally, which you already mentioned, EA Sports UFC 3 by EA Sports for the PS4, Xbox One. It's Friday, the standard edition. Yeah. So if you didn't order, pre-order it. You got to wait for it, sucker. Or what will happen is at the night of, like, hey, we're doing a special release for the people who pre-ordered it. Yeah, can I buy my copy right now? Did you pre-order it? No. Yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> That's how it always works. There's always somebody going, you never, never walk a sale. Never, never, never. But it's a pre-order bonus. Shouldn't we maybe just stick to that like once? You know? <laughs> that no. really irritates me. Because like, <laughs> you spend all this money. You're all excited. You're like, yeah, I get to play a 3D type of thing. And me would beat those like guys who just come up and buy that shit and kill me, you know, kind of thing. Right. I just got 3Ds to play. And then they're like, nope. Yeah. Like, no, no. Joe Schmo just walks on off the street going, yeah, yeah. You got any extra copies? Well, yeah, we do. Can I have one? Uh, did you pre-order it? Nope. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Here you go. <laughs> Dicks. All right, what do you say we take a break? And we come back, and I'll give a review on Monster Hunter World. And then I bring the news. All right. I bring the news. What? I bring the funk. Yeah. All right, we'll see you in a bit, folks. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. <clears throat> I'm, 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 here's some backwards time travel. Okay. Okay. I In part two, I talk about an article that I'm bringing now. So when you hear it then, it's actually happening now. Right. Now, now? Now, now. Uh. All right. Ed? Because you know how we use you know, Stacey's uncomfortable AI and it's going to take over the world? Yes. Not before people decide to make porn movies. <laughs> I'm telling you, because here it is. People are using AI to create fake porn of their friends and classmates. Facial recognition, facial recognition apps make it super easy to match anyone's face with a porn performer's body. Okay. Uh, earlier this week, and this week being this current week, um, they reported on a subreddit called Deep Fakes. Uh, it's a community of Redditor, Redditors who create fake porn videos of celebrities using existing video footage and a machine learning algorithm. The algorithm is able to take the face of a celebrity from a publicity of a publicly available video and seemingly place, paste it onto a body of a porn performer. Often the resulting videos are nearly indecipherable from reality. It's done through a free user-friendly app called Fake App okay. with two Ps. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me this now. <laughs> Uh, one of the worst case uses of the technology raised by computer scientists and ethicists um, this guy I talked to is already happening. People are talking about it in some cases actively using this app to make great fake porn videos of people they know in real life. Friends, casual acquaintances, exes, classmates without their permission. Some users in Deepfake's Discord chat room or enthusiasts were trading tip claimed to be actively creating videos of people they know Women they went they went to high school with, for example, one user said they made a pretty good video of a girl they went to high school with, using around 380 pictures scrap, sc- uh, scraped from the, her Instagram and Facebook accounts. Wow! Um, even more people on the Reddit and Discord and Discord are thinking aloud about the possibility of creating for p- fake porn videos of their crushes or exes and asking for advice and the best ways to do it. Um. This guy spent much of the last week monitoring the communities where certain practices are already in widespread use among the tens of thousands of people subscribed to deep fake groups. The practices are an outgrowth of behavior that has long been practiced on Reddit and other online communities has gone largely unpoliced by plat- by platforms. Um, 
And there's an update. After we published the story, Discord shut down the chat room where people were discussing the creation of deep fake porn videos. Non, and a quote, is non-consensual pornography warrants an instant shutdown on the servers, whether we identify it, as well as per, uh, permanent ban on the users. Uh, Discord representative told Business Insider, we have investigated these, ser- these servers and shut them down immediately. Of course, once you... It's, they're hydro. Once you cut down one head, five more pop up. Yeah. Um, let's see. To find uh, the perfect match, deep fakers are using browser-based applica- applications that claim to employ facial recognition software to find porn performers who look like the person they want to face swap porn with. Um, porn world doppelganger, porn star by face, and find porn face are the three easy-to-use web-based tools that they say use facial recognition technology to find a porn lookalike. None of the tools appear to be highly sophisticated, but they come close enough to help deep fakers find the best porn star for creating deep fakes. A user uploads a photo of the person they want to create a fake porn of. The site spits out an adult performer they can use, and then that user can go searching for that performer's videos on sites like Pornhub to create a deep fake. Um, a spokesperson from Find Porn Face told this guy in Reddit message that their app is quite useless for using in conjunction with Face app to make videos because this app needs not just for similar faces by eyes, nose, and so on. They need similar shape of head, jaw, skin color, and so on. It's a different task, but yes, some babes from search by photo results can be used to find a star for creating fake videos. It is true. Um, there is a porn star face website that says it's working on proving the algorithm it uses. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? Instead of taking that down, it's like, well, let's see if we can do better. Right. The neural network is trained with every request you make, so please share the link with your friends. We strive to provide a high level of accuracy. We use several photos from different angles to create a template of an actress. After creating the template, we test and correct errors. Uh, it does come with a disclaimer, right? Because, you know, you don't want to get sued. Yeah. Uh, by using our service, you agree not to upload any content depicting any person under the age of 21 and or without the person's explicit permission. Porn World's uh, doppelganger site implies users are meant to upload photos of themselves, not someone else's, but also presents several quick link options for searching celebrity lookalikes, including Selena Gomez, Nicki Minaj, Kylie Jenner, and Courtney Cox. That, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> like, you weren't, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? Because I'm a nerd. Oh. <laughs> like, is, 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 Ed, Ed, are you tired too? Like, <laughs> like I went okay. <laughs> Selena Gomez, I get. Still in public eye. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, sure, hot artist. Uh, Kylie Jenner, of course. Right. And then Courtney Cox from Friends? <laughs> like, I, like, don't get me wrong. I think she's attractive and all, but a little. Are, are they using her as like MILF porn? <laughs> Come on. There's. They, you. <laughs> there is a. There's probably a community of people that just love Courtney Cox and want to bang her. Going especially from like Friends. To the Scream uh, series of movies, to what was the movie? Was the other series of TV series? Scream? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, um, uh, Cougar Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, she, she she's 
probably is like the really attractive girl, you know, kind of thing. I right. mean, when she did, you know, Weird Science, yeah. <laughs> going back, huh? <laughs> when she was dancing with Bruce Springsteen and Dancing with the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. There was this weird thing, like, um, this is a, a second article I found, because this one has a little more detailed. Mm-hmm. The first one that I saw actually had, like, samples. Not, like, actual videos, but, um, like, from, like, the... Neck, neck up, up right. and one person was able to do Daisy Ridley the girl from uh, Ray from um, the Star, Star Wars. Wars Yeah, and I'm like oh my god it, like it was creepy I'm like oh my god that really looked that, that that really looks like her that's like a seamless because they got a girl who was skinny mm. and long hair so I was like oh my god that is people have way too much free time <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know maybe I, if you ask that girl out maybe she would say yes and then you can actually see her live and have sex with you not have to go I, I took 7,000 photos of her while she was sitting across from me from class and I made this porn so I can look at it <laughs> and then I superimposed my face on it so look here's our sex tape what? well obviously if they did it they missed because they, the girl did say no Right, yeah, yeah, you know. So, but I mean, it's it. What's what's scary about it is, is that I don't think it's like one person or a group of people decide like, can we do this? Let's <coughs> let's get these nerds to make a porn, right? <laughs> fake porn site thing, you know, like oh, an algorithm. It like you you figure something like that. It's got to be like a big think tank kind of design, like a government agency, so that right. way they can discredit people. The, the article says this guy's seen requests for friend's stepmom, co-workers of mine, college friend, a friend of mine, and my crush, and the hottest girl in engineering, paired with photos of them taken from social media. Uh, the owner of the photo finds it. They can request to have it taken down. But the aforementioned rules about untraceable photo posting, how would someone find themselves in this subreddit without a daily scan of their own face? <laughs> Whew. Um, well, the thing the, the thing that becomes dangerous, the fact is where you post it and you do like a Google search for it and it comes up because it's in the Google listing. Sure. You know, and then all of a sudden there you are, you know, all of a sudden you put your name in or you put <laughs> your your face in for Google photos and all of a sudden like videos pop up and you're like, what the fuck, you know, or there's somebody takes a still the video and puts it in, you know. Yeah, this is I'm looking at they like uh, took like lines. Uh, there's a person that says that that's the kind of nasty use I thought about. It would be easy to blackmail that way. Uh, rip someone's FB or Insta and make a fake of the person you know in real life. Uh, so far, it really only works well for simple vids without too much head movement. I made a pretty good vid of a girl I went to high school with using only the pics. Uh, 480 f- uh, Photoshop should work. Probably have only done an HD so far. Lucky my Instagram friends have nice cameras. LMAO. Uh, somebody, some here's I'm literally here for celebs. So I'm putting Hillary get Hillary getting trumped. <laughs> uh, maybe some friends if I can pull the images together. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Uh, somebody else here. Let's say you have about fifty to one hundred or one hundred and fifty images of even of this person. Would you be able to do it, or does it need to be video? Um, this guy's a noob. Noob question. Hi, I want to make a porn video with my ex girlfriend, but I don't have high quality video of her. But I have a lot of good photos. If I can do something with them, uh, only a, only a photo. P.S. Sorry for my English. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
Like with all the technology that's available in the world and, and the ability to do that, like facial recognition, video, it's like, couldn't you make maybe like try to do something good first? <laughs> no, no one ever goes right to the noble work. It's always the seedy underbelly of, of society that goes, dude, guess what we did. And then someone goes, oh, I think we could do that too. And now we'll find some way to make it good. <laughs> Well, it's the thing, like, like it, it becomes one of those things where you, you steal that technology because basically what it comes down to is you really have to steal it. You know, in, in a way you buy it, like, outright, but you, you like, government agencies are not going to sell or, or uh, uh, corporations are not going to sell to some guy facial right. and software if, if just for his own personal use, you know, kind of thing. Like, I want to scan everybody who comes to my house, make sure... Like I can identify who they are, you know, kind of thing. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna do that because the, the amount of money is ridiculous. But the thing is, is that like people will, will buy it through their corporation, steal it, and then use it sure. for something. And then you know, and there is a lot of uses, a lot of good uses for facial recognition software. It's just that we don't hear about it. Right, you know, it's not like common, you know, everyday. Oh. Like people using it in airports to you know scan for terrorists or. Uh, you know, or different areas and that kind of thing. So you you don't you don't know what they're using it for. So then they go, well, we know it exists. What else can we do with it? Being in the private sector, right? So, so okay. The porn I've, version. I found the original. The original where that pose right there is the fake of Diddley, uh, Daisy Ridley. Wow. Like I mean, it's it's her just kind of you know she's clearly closed, but she's moving her hair, and I'm like the one above is supposed to be Jessica Alba. And I'm like, it look, doesn't look like Jessica Alba at all. That the top one, like, that's not even close. Oh yeah. You, you think it oh yeah, like Jessica Alba? yeah, yeah, I can see it. All right. I was like, really. But then, of course, in this year, like, <laughs> messed up once, like that one. <laughs> like it looks like a it's pig face of Star Wars. You know. And and people are saying like, well, look, the top original footage from Rogue One with a strange CGI Carrie Fisher and someone was able to like you know do it for big budget movies like imagine like we were just kind of talking about like taking yeah. the person and putting them into a movie like earlier later yeah. in the show yeah. in part two <laughs> you can kind of do it now yes it's just weird I don't I'm like that was that was my like really come on well speaking of ai i just wanted to, to mention this too because we've, we've talked about sophia the first robot the first ai robot that right got citizenship in india right people are claiming it's a fake now really yes really yes they're they are just they are just uh program responses based off questions on um different algorithms that are written it's not a true ai in terms of her coming up with the, her own answers to answer those questions—they're oh, like just a, pre-programmed responses and, based off of—and then waiting for that particular question and having the pre-programmed response for that question. Yes, rather than being as like, "Hey, so what's your favorite color?" and thinking about it for a moment, it's basically her going like that scene in the original Terminator. We have all the responses coming down, and then she picks blue. Yes, like that's interesting. Yeah. All right, well, uh, folks, that was the end of part one. Yeah. Um, if you uh, like the show and you want to hear us live, you can catch us live on Sunday nights around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. So search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget, 
if you want to contact Ed, uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page first and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you next week. No, see you in part two. That's right. <laughs> that was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible.